Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Desire 
Come on, welcome him tonight. Come on, come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible says to give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures unto all generations. Come on, clap your hands, all you people. Hallelujah. God is a God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord our God is great. He is mighty. And he is worthy to be praised. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to say good afternoon to all of you who are worshiping with us um, through Blog Talk this afternoon. We are so grateful to God for you joining us, and we are here in the house. Amen. The saints are present. We are here in the house, and we are just excited that we are able to come together to worship to praise and to magnify the Lord our God. Uh, we are in store for a great treat on this afternoon. If you have your Sunday school book, we want you to get your Sunday school book and go to page. That's where we are with our lesson on today. And for those of you that don't have a Sunday school book, you can get your Bibles. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And we're going to be reading and discussing today from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, We honor the presence of the Lord that's here. We thank God um, for our deacon Gwen and his absence. Elder Kathy Miniweather, Pastor Sherelle Pennington, and their absence. To all of our deaconesses and our mothers that are here with us, what an honor, what a privilege, what a pleasure it is. Don't you know that God could have uh, chose us to keep sleeping? We could have been on that list. But we were on the wake-up list. I need you to make some noise. We were on the wake-up list. I need you to make some noise. Yes, hallelujah. So glad that he woke us up. So glad that he closed us in our right mind. So that glad that he gave us the activities of our lives. Um, for those of you that are at home, I just want to kind of set the atmosphere for you. Uh, we are all sitting up close today. We are um, up close. I'm sitting in the middle of the sanctuary in front of the altar in a chair. Um, And I told them when we got here at 11.30, we were going to have an intimate conversation um, because the lesson today was an intimate letter. This was a personal letter from Paul to the Thessalonian church. And so I wanted to be intimate with the family today. And so we are all close. I'm sitting here, um, and we're going to continue to be close. Uh, Deaconess uh, Cassandra Say Robinson is going to take us to the throne of grace. Following that, I'm going to pass you the phone. Following that, uh, following that, we will have a song. This is a move, amen. Uh, if you are worshiping us for the first time, I want to do that before we move on because Sister Kamisha is on a dual assignment. So. 
If there's anybody worshiping for the first time, um, blogs on, please press 1, and we can bring you on live where you can say good afternoon to us. And I'm going to stop looking at that clock on the wall because it's wrong. <laughs> so if there's anybody worshiping with us for the first time, please press 1 on your phone. We can bring you on live where you can say good afternoon to us. Amen. Well, I'm going to yield this call over now to Deaconess Cassandra Robinson, and then we'll have a song, this is a move, and we'll be ready to go to the Word of God. Most gracious and everlasting Heavenly Father, Lord God, it's once again I come as humble as I know how, Father God. I first come thanking thee, Lord God, for Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for this day that you have made, Lord God. We're here today to rejoice and be excited. Exceedingly glad in it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Oh, God, it is indeed an honor, Father God, to be in your presence, Lord God. When we enter into this sanctuary, Father God, you are already here waiting for us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We bless your righteous and holy name, Father God. From the rising of the sun to the going down of that very same God, we're here to magnify you. We love you, Father God. We love you, Father God, for what you did over 2,000 years ago, Father God. You laid down your life, Father God, when you didn't have to do it, but you did. God, we are ever so grateful, Father God, for what you did for us, Lord God. We can never repay you, Father, for what you did, Lord God. Laying your life down, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for the ones that's here in this sanctuary, Father God. We pray healing today, Lord God. We pray deliverance today. We pray your salvation be done, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We pray healing, Father God, today for our very own Deacon Gwen, Father God, for Mother Kimmons, Brother Kimmons, Father God, Mother Maid, Father God, Mother Mother Gloria, Father God, Mother Harris, Father God. We pray for Elder Minnieweather, Father God, Sister Janetta, Father God. We pray right now for Brother Farrell, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Father God, for Mother, uh, for Mother Harris, Father God. We pray healing on her body, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the angel of our house, God. We ask you, Father God, to touch our pastor from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for placing us, Father God, with a good angel, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, how we love you. We pray for everyone in the sanctuary, God. We say, have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Father God. Move in this place right now in the name of Jesus. Have your way. Oh, God, right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, how we love you. We appreciate you, and we glorify and magnify your righteous and holy name. Lord God, I pray. Psalms 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we find our safety, Father God, in you, Lord God. Keep us hid, Lord God, under the shadow of your wings. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 So the song says, mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being moved. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen. Truly, it's an honor to be able to share the word of God today. I, I, I was saying yesterday, I am a forever learner. Amen. I want to continue to learn. I can never stop learning. When you stop learning, it's time to go. Amen. So we need to continue to um, grow and to learn and, and put ourselves But we need to continue to um, advance ourselves, to equip ourselves, that we may continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's important that we, the body of Christ, study the Bible because these are our instructions. And not only are they our instructions, but this is where we find hope, where we find strength. Um, we're looking real bad here in the United States right now. Uh, people knocking on the wrong door. Getting shot. Then when the young man tried, then the man opened the door and shot him again. Then when he crossed to try to go get help, he had to go to about four different houses before somebody agreed to help him. And then the word was lay down on the ground and I'll come out and help you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. People are, are so so people are losing losing hope because of the way that the world is looking. But we are responsible to share hope. We cannot lose hope. We cannot live in fear, walk in fear. We must hold on to our faith, and we must continue to believe that God is able to do it freely and abundantly above all we can ever ask, seek, or imagine. So this lesson today from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the title of the lesson is Living with Hope. What is hope? What is hope? Anybody know? Okay, you believe in something bigger than yourself, and you have an anticipation that something is going to happen. Are you in control of that something? We, we, we don't have no control over that something that's about to happen. But we have hope, we have faith, and we have the blessed assurance that God is going to provide. That's why it's important that you read the whole book. Because if you if you stop reading at Malachi, you, you'll never find out that Jesus came. Because all you know of is what happened before Jesus. But if you stop reading at the gospel, then all you know is Jesus died and got up. But when you read all the way through the end, he tells you, I left and some stuff going to pop up. It ain't going to be pretty. 
24-7. In passing, you are to be nice and kind. You kill them with kindness. So our lesson today, one of the aims that we need to, to take away from this lesson is how do we offer hope to someone who is worried about the world and this country's current economic, social, political, and environmental situation. Now, for those of you that are just coming in the sanctuary, and those of you that are just joining us at the 12 o'clock hour, we were having conversations about the, well, we didn't talk about the economic situation of the world, kind of, but we talked about the social, the political, and the environmental. We had that discussion before we went live, right? We were talking, then here's the lesson thing. Now, what we talked about this weekend, the lesson is coming back on Sunday saying, you got what you need, now you need to just go and show the people how to have hope. Okay? So, we are living in a world that is confused. Confused. I shared with the church earlier that there's people walking around here saying that in, that the insurrection on the state capitol January 6th did not happen. But we all saw it with our own eyes on TV. Okay? So they, can, they want to keep giving us lies and they want us to think that it was the truth. We know the truth. We saw it. But this lesson today is to help us get ready and stay ready. Y'all hear that? Get ready and stay ready for the return of Christ. Now, why would I encourage us? Well, why would Paul encourage us? Why would the Holy Spirit want us to know that we have a need to get ready and we definitely have a need to stay ready? Why? Time is short and it's running out of time. What does that say, Mr. That And that's what the Bible says. The Bible says he's coming like a thief in the night. And this is the other part that that took me up, that the one that's coming don't even know when he's coming. Jesus don't know when he's coming. He got to wait on the Father to release him to say, I, I've had enough. God has got to say, I've had enough. Now go take, take your throne in the kingdom on the earth. Again, I'm, I'm going to say this. So that the people on block talking here, if we don't take care of the earth, where he gonna sit? I heard Doctor. I'm, I'm gonna do like Doctor Alvarado. I, I say it the first time, and I tell y'all who said it. Doctor Dawson said that yesterday. The next time I say it, it's gonna be a friend of mine said. The next time I say it, it's gonna be I said. And I say all the time. But we have to take care of the earth. Okay? So let's read, let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're reading from the NIV version. 
and we're, we're going to just kind of talk about this as we go along. There are four points that we need to take focus in here. The first one is the day of the Lord. The Bible presents history as a process that will Okay. She's texting y'all that? Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can make it work here. I thought by putting it by the speaker, it's hard to hear. Okay. Is that better? Can you hear me now? Okay. Okay. All right. So um, the, the Bible talks about the day of the Lord. This is when the Lord is scheduled to return. First Thessalonians chapter 5. As we've been reading in the book of Revelation, John saw principles of evil at work. John saw the dragon attacking the woman and then attacking the woman's children because he couldn't get to the woman. That's what we just read in the book of Revelation last week, right? The woman even went to the desert because she thought she could get away from the devil. And then he opened up his mouth, and water came out of his mouth and filled the desert land and made it wet. The, ain't that what you just told us happened in California? They tried to take the land and make it a farmland, and they put houses on it, and, and they put a dam so that the water was quicker. All of this stuff is happening again. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to the return of Christ. Christ is going to reign on the earth. He's going to rule on the earth. But, but, but the Thessalonian family were having some trouble. Let me read the background to us. It says, Paul rejoiced with great joy that the Thessalonians had received the gospel as the truth of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. How do we believe the word of God? Do we believe it on our own? Come on, y'all, talk to me. Do we believe the whole the word of God on our own? Because this this sounds like this sounds like something that Harry Potter did. This sounds like something that was found on the episode of Star Trek. Just made up. But because the Holy Spirit lives in us, we know that these events are true. These people are real people. These events, these dreams, these visions that John had, they're real. And he gave them to us so that we would be prepared, not caught off guard. Whoa, I wasn't expecting to see that. So he says, um, he then showed how deeply the gospel's power is tied to those who proclaim and receive it. He says, so being affectionately, affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls. The word of God helps each of us live accordingly to the word of God. The word of God helps us have this spirit of expectation. The word of God helps us to have hope. Somebody said yesterday that um, 
the, 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 the people that don't look like us, they're not afraid of us because we, they, we think that they are afraid of us, the brown skin people, because we are violent people. That's not why they are afraid of us. They're afraid of us because we woke up. And they know what they did to us back then. It wasn't right. And we are woke now. That's why they arming themselves with guns and shooting us because we knock on the wrong door. Shooting at us because we pulled into a driveway to back out. Have you ever? How many times have you went to somebody's house and you passed the house? You just pull into somebody's driveway and turn around. And, or you're going to pull into the driveway and go on going far. These folks are shooting at people. So we cannot lose hope thinking that God has forgotten us. Psalms 91. We got to be in the right place at the right time. Okay, not right time, all the time. You got to dwell in the secret place of the Most High God all the time. 24-7, we got to be saying, all day long I've been with Jesus. All day long I've been with God. We don't have time to stop thinking about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for us. We don't have time. We got to keep our mind set on him. And his word promise, I'll keep you in perfect peace. So Paul is saying, with this unbreakable gospel bound in mind, Paul spoke at length in chapter 3 about his longing to be reunited with a Thessalonian Christian. Since such a reunion had proven impossible, Paul reminds his hearers that they had sent Timotheus, and the other ministers of God and fellow laborers in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. So there is situations, there are circumstances that will come in our lives that will shake us up. They will come and try to throw us off. They will come to try to make us think that we don't have no faith, that we didn't hear from God. But we've got to be reminded of this word. So the Thessalonians were new Christians. Paul wrote this personal letter to encourage them. Let's read. He says, um, verse one, 13, he says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, ain't that personal? That's personal right there. We've, we've, got, we've got something in common. We're brothers and sisters. Jesus, the blood of Jesus made us tenfold. He says, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. This very first verse helps us with our learning how to grieve. We should not be acting like um, 
uh, what's the, uh, meet the Browns. And they go to Daddy Brown's funeral. Kingdom come. They go to Daddy Brown's funeral. No, not that one. Take me. Start going back to Tyler Perry. Meet the Browns. And, 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 um, oh, what's her name? No, the daughter. Yeah, Daddy. Daddy, take me with you. And Brown Jr. pushed her off into the into the dirt. You wanted to go. You was asking for it. When we go to funerals of saints, that is not how we're supposed to be acting. They Tyler Perry took that with all the way to the top. Just overboard. He's just hollering. Daddy, take me with you. Why you had to go? It was a time. And when believers when believers die, Paul is gonna tell us they're not dead, they're asleep. So when we know that, we ain't got to be at the funeral acting crazy enough. Falling all over now, yes, we're grieving because they're gone, they're not here. They're hurt. But I'm rejoicing because I know you're just sleeping. Because you died in Christ. That's why it's important, my brothers and sisters, that we get saved. And then you don't stop there. Don't don't just stop with giving the preacher your hand and God your heart. You gotta live out your soul's salvation. You got work to do. There's others waiting to hear of the good news of Jesus Christ, and you can reach them better than I can because they're your peers. They know you. And so you can talk to them about God and about Jesus, and you can bring them here, and I can talk to them about God and Jesus. But when they leave, they're not going to see me. They're going to see you. So what you going to show them when you, once you all walk out the door? The opposite of what we've been talking about in church. It should be. It should be that message living in us. So he said, we, 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 we don't grieve like the world because we have hope. Verse 14 says, for since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that Jesus will return. God will bring back with him the believers who have died. Mother Bradley, Mother Huggins, um, Mother um, Mother Mohammed, Mother Huggins, the, the Browns, Brother Brown, Mother Brown, all, all them saints who have gone on before us, Mother Washington, they just sleep. And when God tells Jesus, go get my people that's down there that's been faithful, over a few things. I want to reward them because they prayed through the storm. They stood through the test of time. They fasted. They, they continued to praise me. They continued to worship me even though hell was on their track. The devil was on them 24-7. But they didn't turn their back on me. 
Go get him. And when Jesus comes back, he's bringing all of those people back with him. That's what the book says right here. God will bring back with him the believers who have died. It's important, saints of God, that you believe. You got to believe. How do you believe? In your heart. And then you confess with your mouth. And then it doesn't stop there because if you believe in your heart, your actions will speak what you believe in your heart. You do not have to wear a bumper sticker on your forehead or on your car to say, I'm a Christian. It ought to come from your heart. Because people wear hats all the time. They wear slogans all the time. Don't mean it's real. Verse 15. We tell you this directly from the Lord. So Paul is talking to this church of Christians, these believers, because he got this word from the Lord. Now, when you get a word from the Lord, you best hold on to that word. Why? Because God do not lie. He do not go back on his word. If he promised you something, you got to be steadfast and unmovable, unmoving, and have faith. Don't worry. Don't doubt. And don't let nobody steal what God has spoken to you. People will come and say, God didn't say that to you. That, you ain't ready for that. That, that wasn't God. You, you, just, you just got caught up in the moment. Don't, don't let the naysayers talk you out the blessing. Don't let the haters talk you out your next move from God. Just because they don't see it. I don't see you owning your own business, Jay. You're too young. I don't, I don't see you taking this business and franchising it because you're too unexperienced. But they don't see the favor of God on your life. They don't know what God has in store for you. And so you hold on to what God has told you. That's what's before you. God has told you something. That's why we pray. That's why we study his word so that we can talk to him because everybody around us, they only see what they want to see. And, and sometimes folk can't see no further than this book right here. Would you want that person navigating your life? All they can see is right here, what's right here before them is, Right here is this book. I, I want to live to be 90 and 100. And all you can see is right here, these three little pages right here. You can't see beyond right now. I ain't going to trust in what you say. I'm going to trust in God. Because he knows my future. He knows my beginning, my middle, my end. He knows the number of hair on my head. So Paul says, I want you to take this word for what it is. You can take this check to the bank and cash it. Because I got this word from the Lord. He says, we, we who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First, the believers who have died 
will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. Verse 18 says to do what? Do what? How do we encourage each other with some words like this? We're going to die. And if you don't die, you're going to get caught up. How do we encourage people with that? We encourage them by saying, get ready and stay ready. Because you want to die on the Lord's side. Because he has promised us life after life. And it's a life of good living. Now, for those who have not confessed Christ, who do not believe that God gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for the remission of our sins, those people, when it comes time, when they die, or when Jesus comes back, will be cast into the, the fiery pits of hell. They're not there now. I don't know. Why are we, why are we sending people to hell? Why are we going to go to hell? Why are we going to send people to hell? Hell ain't ready for them yet. It's prepared. It's waiting. Just like heaven is waiting on us. We all, we, mother ain't there yet. We all getting to heaven at the same time. People forget that. We're all going to get there together at the same time. That's what the scripture just said. I'm going to get them up first, then I'm going to catch y'all up. We're all going to be up in the clouds, and we all want to go to heaven together. And so for those that have not confessed Christ, who have not believed, when we're going up, they're going to catch the elevator and go down. And that downstairs place is a lake full of fire, continuously burning. You ever smell something on fire? It wasn't no good smell, was it? And it lingers in your nostrils. Have you ever been burned? Any Anybody ever had a burn? And it just seemed like it was on, it just, Burn all the way through. Your, your bones felt it. That's what's going to happen in hell. It's just going to be a continuous burn. So as believers, it is our job to encourage one another. I'm going to read it just quick because I'm almost out of time because um, it's almost 1 o'clock. Don't look at that clock. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here another 30 minutes. But I got like five minutes left. All right. Chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Now concerning how and when all this will happen, dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write to you about that. Because they don't know. We talked about that earlier. Jesus don't even know when he's coming back. So he got to get ready and stay ready. And if Jesus got to get ready and stay ready, what about us? 
What about us? We don't have time. And I, I want to tell you, I want you, I want my young people to hear this. You don't have time to straddle the fence. The world does not like us. It doesn't because it wants to see us depressed, oppressed, sad, broke down, low self-esteem, not being prosperous, not being in good health. The world wants to keep us down like that. But God says, I want you to, above all things, prosper and be in good health. That's your soul, your mind, your heart, your pocketbook. All of that's going to prosper when you live in the way of the Lord. And I don't mean physically in the way. I mean, you know, like he can't do nothing. I mean, you, you're doing the steps that the Lord has ordered for you. You're walking in those steps. You're, you're being progressive. You're not just standing here, okay, move me, Lord. I'm in the way. Don't play with God. Don't play with God because he can move you. Yeah, he can move you. The Bible says that the, that the he, he controls the channels of the, of the river. And if he can control the channels of the river, he can control the heart of the king. And so if he can control the heart of the king, then he sure enough can control my little old heart. Not the heart that's pumping the blood, but this heart, your mind. That's, that's where your heart really is, is in your mind. Okay, so he says, verse 2, he says, For you knew quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. When people are saying everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor, pains begin, and there will be no escape. Now, we know that when labor begins, eventually the baby is coming. You can't stop labor. As much as they try to stop it, I mean, you're going to go on bed rest because we don't want you to, but her body is going through the process. That's how this is going to happen. This is, he's given us an example of something that we can understand. We all understand that once labor begins, it can't be stopped. So he's telling you, once God say it's over, ain't no turning back. It's over. He says, but you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. We are expecting this to happen. That's why when we wake up, we should be grateful and thankful. He says, for you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. The devil is of the darkness. Evil is darkness. He says, verse 6, here's your words to use for people to encourage them. Be on your guard. Not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Read the Bible. Believe in the Word. Have fellowship with other Bible-believing people. Talk about the Word of God. Get a good understanding. Fast, pray, study your Word. 
sing songs of hymns to yourself and to each other. The whole armor of God. Verse 7. Night is a time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But 8 says, but let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love. We got to be protected by the armor of faith and love. Who is love? God is love. He's the only one that can protect us from these times. He's going to be the only one that's going to be able to bring us through to the other end. I can't call my mom and say, Jesus is coming. I need you to hold my hand. And mom will say, girl, I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get my own. Get your own. Get your own. got to have your own salvation. you got to have your own faith in God. you got to believe. you got to be clear-headed and protected. Put on the helmet the confidence of our salvation. That's Romans 8, Ephesians 6, I'm sorry. The whole armor of God, Ephesians 6. The whole armor, you get dressed. You can't just put on half of it. Got to put it on it all. Got to put it all. You got to put get your shoes, feet ready to carry the gospel. You got to put on that belt and your loins of truth. You got to speak truth. got to wear that breastplate to cover your heart. And your helmet to cover your heart. Nine, for God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Ain't that a blessing? Grace and mercy. He got a lot to be angry about. We are not taking care of the houseless. We are not taking care of orphans, widows. We killing we, we we are killing each other. We're killing the land. We telling lies and expecting people to believe it as it's the truth. He got a lot to be angry about. We're polluting the earth. We're not even we're not even obeying the law of the land when people commit crimes. They, if, if the Bible, the law says if you were convicted, you were found. People murder people, and they go to they go to court, and they say they plead not guilty. And then we go through this whole process of a trial, and they still sit there and say, "I didn't do it." Think about that man that killed his wife and his son. Can't think of what his name is now, but. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. He killed his wife and his son. He said he, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. And we had to go to court and listen to this. God has a lot to be angry about. We have forgot about our responsibility to the kingdom. We don't tell people that God is love anymore. We walk past them because they want something from us. We won't talk to them. We won't be like that school teacher and open up clothes closets out of our own pockets. So I, I need I need my money too. I, I can't I can't ask people for clothes because I think I need them. 
How hard is it to open up a clothes closet? So we, some of us got a whole bunch of clothes we could just give away. We're going to tell the truth and the devil. I'm just going to tell it. We got shoes and clothes and hats and boots and socks. I'm still trying to find storage to put more socks. Come on now. Just get this stuff away. But how when do we when do we begin to help our brothers and sisters? That's social justice. Feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting those that are sick and incarcerated. How many of us still write our brothers and sisters? And we we have a ministry here that we write people that are incarcerated. How many of us still write? Send cards, send postcards. How hard is it? Because you can do that while you're Netflixing. You can write on an envelope while you're Netflixing. Because if you miss the part, you can go back and rewind it. You can pause it. How many of us, when we see somebody standing in the line at McDonald's, just give them $5? How, how do we, we pull up, and I haven't had this happen to me before, but I've heard people do it. They go to the gas station, and people pay it for it. We stop doing that kind of stuff. It's hard for us to smile at people, Mother. You're so true. Because we've been used to wearing these masks. And so I don't have to smile no more. You know, I don't have to smile. I got on my mask. Well, you can't see my What's up? Your eye will smile. And we forget about that. We forget about that. The kingdom work is social justice work. And that's what we're called to do in these last days. That's who Jesus was. So verse 10 says, Christ died for us all. Christ died for the black man, the white man. I'm going to throw this one in here, too. The gays, the lesbians. Cray Cray. Pookie and them. The gangbanger. The drunkard. The hooker girl walking up 82nd. He died for all of us. And if we're all his children, then why do we make ourselves think that we're better than them? When it's us that's supposed to go out and reach them and help them. Because everybody that's out there don't mean that they want to be out there. Because everybody that's homeless don't mean that they, that's what they, I chose to be homeless. That's not, that's not everybody's case. I worked in that environment, and, and I've talked to people, and they said, well, I, I just can't get it in my mind when I get my check to give this man my rent money. I can't. I'm a hoarder, and so I keep everything. I even keep garbage. That's what they do. That's why they get evicted, because they're hoarders. They keep stuff. It's a mental issue. Something upstairs is, is not clicking and ticking Constantly, all the time, and so they get into these houses, and they're happy about it, but they go back to their old nature because we do this quick fix. 
I'm going to put you in and I'm going to pay your rent and I'm going to pay your bills and then I'm going to walk away. That ain't how that's supposed to work. I need you in my life for the next 24 months. I need you to have a plan for me and put it so I can see it when you get up in the morning into the garbage. Even if there's nothing in there, make it a habit. You got to teach people. After you eat, rinse the dishes off and put them in the dishwasher. Or after you eat, wash them and put them in the cabinet. When you take off the dirty clothes, gather them up. When you get four or five pieces, go and wash. We got to teach people how to live so that they can survive on their own. That's what we forget. That's what the social service agencies, they stop at. Because I've been there. I'm going to give you a check. I'm going to move you in. I'm going to buy you some furniture. I'm going to buy you some food. I'm going to buy you some pots and pans. And I'm going to buy you some sheets and blankets. And I'm going to pay your rent. I'm going to pay the light bill. I'm going to pay the gas bill. And then I'm out. Because I have done my job. But I see us stepping in. Doing that piece. I see us stepping in. That's what the church used to do. When young young people would get married, y'all would go to their house and help them. You would cook and you would fold clothes and you would make her to change the bed and you would show her, young lady, you need to, you know, bind up. My mother-in-law came here from California in 85, bind me up with some sheets. I'm like, the devil. Thank you now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was cute in 85. Because the old saints came to my rescue. Where are we at now? And and now that our saints are, are, are needing help, it's time for us to pick it up and make a move. And it's time for y'all to say, say you need to go over there and help her. It's okay. You can. You have that right to say. Did y'all did y'all cook Thelma some food this week? Y'all have that right to say because you can't do it. You can say, "Come by my house. I got ten dollars. Go buy Thelma some Popeye. Take it to her." Because I I I can do that. I'm out. I'm mobile. We gotta do that. Where is the church today? Where are we at today? I uh, so that's what community is all about. And that's the work we're supposed to be doing. Amen? Amen. That's how we can encourage each other so that we can build each other up, so that we can be ready and stay ready. That's our lesson for today. Amen? Amen. That's the word for today. Let's um, prepare to receive our benediction because we have really gone on. I hope you've been blessed by the word of today. I hope something was said to strengthen you. My brother Johnny, Sister Kawana, thank you for coming to worship with us. Hope and pray that you come back again. Yes, we really appreciate you coming. Brother Farrell told me that you had talked to him. So I'm looking forward to, yes, looking forward to it. And you are you are a much welcome blessing to our family. And we appreciate you so much. Um, he shared with Brother Farrell that he wants to help around the church Amen. and help us do some more. That's right, y'all. Come on. Amen. We need it. We need it. We need it. 
All right, let's let's receive our benediction. Gracious Father, we thank you for um, your word today, and we thank you for renewing a hope within us that we will not be caught off guard when it is time for you to return. But while we wait on you, help us to be a witness, help us to do the work that you've commissioned and commanded us to do. And may we continue to tell this dying world that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and we will continue to glorify you. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule in the Bible that takes now and forever. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, live holy every day. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. Don't forget, tonight at 8 o'clock, we'll be on Blog Talk. Um, Lady Jeff will be bringing us our message. And then next Sunday, we'll be back home. First Sunday in May, we will gather at 1 o'clock at New Hope. Amen. Amen. All right? This ain't no ordinary world. This ain't no ordinary song, yeah. The God of self is greater than the ordinary. So I'ma give them all I have in this world. Come on, help me sing. Crucified for you and